Welcome to the Belgium Fintech Magazine, the place where digital finance fans can discover and learn all about the latest trends in our industry. I'm Alessandra, the CEO of Fintech Belgium, and I'm very happy to collaborate with Chris to co-create this interview. In this episode, Chris is joined by Henry, the General Manager for Belgium and Luxembourg at Mastercard. Henry talks about changes in payments and how technology and simpler licensing are making it easier for new payment services. He discusses innovations like tokenization, instant payments and open banking. Henry also highlights the emergence of invisible payments and the rise of embedded finance. Very exciting and super interesting topics if you ask me, so I hope you enjoy it. And don't forget, if you want to keep the conversation going and meet Henry and other inspiring experts in person, follow us on fintechbelgium.be. Chris, the floor is yours. Henri, it's a pleasure meeting you. For those who haven't met you yet, can you please briefly tell us who you are and what you do? Uh, my name is Henri Duanet. I am the country manager for MasterCard for Belgium and Luxembourg. Mm-hmm. I've been in this position for about six years now, mm-hmm. um, but I have a long career with MasterCard. I've been with the company for more than 20 years. Andre, please tell us what role does MasterCard play in the Belgian fintech ecosystem? We're there essentially to help fintechs uh, grow and scale. Mm-hmm. Um, in many cases, fintechs have a great idea about what they want to do, which um, public they want to reach what type of issue they want to solve. Mm -hmm. Uh, And a part of that eventually is payments. What we then do is we bring them in contact with the right partners so that they can start issuing cards and become part of the payment ecosystem. And what would you say are the main benefits that fintechs gain from accessing MasterCard scale? I think we we work on two levels. Um, There is the startup community. Mm -hmm. And then there is sort of the scale-up community. Mm-hmm. Uh, in many cases, when we talk about the startup community, what we do is we essentially enable them to um, go live, reach customers, generate revenue, which is really important for them. And we do that either locally through our contacts with local fintechs and local associations, like Fintech Belgium is a great example. Mm-hmm. Um, and in other countries, we have institutionalized a little bit more, like the Lighthouse program, that exists in the Nordics. When a fintech grows and becomes larger, generates recurring revenues, uh, has more and more employees, we don't want to call a fintech, we call it a Mm scale-up. And then they can enter uh, our our programs, such as the Fintech Express program or the StartPath program, in which case we bring them in contact with MasterCard partners, whether that's retailers, banks, um, you know, other players such as BSPs, that might be interested in their technology so that they can really get to the next level. How does MasterCard stay at the forefront of innovation in payments? Uh, it's a good question. Um, and I think the, the payment space is like, tremendously exciting because so much is happening from a technology point of view. Mm. We've been as MasterCard in the payment space for the last 50 years on the cards. Mm-hmm. Now, it would be wrong to assume that cards are not evolving, right? Because we've seen a big evolution from MaxTribe to contactless to tokens that are pushed into your, your phones that allow you to make payments you know, instantly with a lot of security 
using a device that you use every day. Mm -hmm. On top of that, we're using this tokenization in e-commerce as well. So there's a continuous upgrade of the old infrastructure mm -hmm. that you shouldn't discard. The other piece, getting to your question about changing dynamics and, and perhaps different shifting powers, mm -hmm. um, we are very aware of that. I mean, we're clearly seeing that instant payments is in on the rise and it's really growing and that there are different players there. Um, same thing with open banking, for example. Now, we as a company, we want to be multi-rail. We have the card rail, which is there, and we believe that it still has a long runway. But we're also investing in open banking. We're investing in instant payment so that we have the breadth to actually pivot and to find the right solution for the right problem. So that's our way to actually tackling uh, that innovation that's accelerating and that's growing very rapidly. And what, what role would you say that the fintechs play in helping also MasterCard deal with the old innovation that are coming? What, what we like and love about fintechs is that they're often on the forefront of either a new solution for a niche or a new technology. Mm -hmm. And us being, staying very close to the fintech ecosystem allows us to be on our toes, to really understand what's going on, what type of innovations are being launched, and which ones have the potential to scale so that we're very close to what's happening. We learn from it and we integrate it in the way that we're operating. Right. So that's why, you know, we're clearly working with financials, uh, buying financial institutions, banks, and so forth. But equally, it's important for us to be there where innovation is, and that's where fintechs are playing. Henri, what innovations can we look forward to on the back of open banking? I, it's an interesting question because I think everybody that looked at open banking when it first launched with PSD2 thought that we would be much further than we are right now. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's definitely not the fast start that we've expected. I think one of the reasons is essentially regulation. Right. Uh, what's happening there is that there's still a little bit too much barriers in terms of authentication, for example. Right. Uh, but those are barriers to actually making it a very smooth experience. Now, two things. One is we expect that there will be a PSD3. We expect that the PSD3 is going to look at that, potentially make it easier to delicate authentication or, or to at least lower that, that um, friction that exists today. Secondly, I think we do see it starting. We do see more and more solutions in open banking. My expectation is that it will first grow in B2B before it actually grows in B2C. I'm seeing a lot more usage, you know, uh, targeting corporates, uh, allowing them to integrate all of their payments, all of their accounts in an easier fashion. And and I do expect a faster progress there than I do see it in in B two C applications. Right. And is is there any any innovation that particularly excites you? What innovation excites me? I find it a difficult question because you know there's so much innovation happening already. Um, and 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 if you think about it, you could think about crypto. You could think about open banking, which we just mentioned. But what excites me is what I would call invisible payments. Mm -hmm. So the Uber experience is something that every consumer really wants. Mm -hmm. Like payments in many cases is an afterthought, but needs to be smooth and needs to be safe. Mm -hmm. And what I expect is that we'll see a lot more of that happening with the tokens that 
MasterCard, for example, is producing that allows you to push your card credentials in any device. Mm -hmm. And we are seeing that really take off, whether that is integrating tokens in cars. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, we've recently announced a collaboration with Mercedes, where you'll have your cards uh, immediately on the dashboard, essentially allows you to pay in advance when you go to a fast food or to an... Um, you know, to a gas station, uh, it, everything can be unlocked directly from the car and you authenticate using fingerprints or voice authentication. That's an example. And another example of tokens is you could integrate it into um, what we call conversational commerce. Like think about selling in WhatsApp, right? It's something that I expect will really take off very quickly, where if you combine artificial intelligence, chatbots, transparent payments all in one application that billions of people are using, it has a gigantic power to become the next evolution of commerce. And and that's all powered by these tokens that we're producing, which allow us to push digital credentials everywhere with enormous um, safety. So that's really what excites me. I think it's going to not take 20 years, but it's probably going to take two or three years before we're going to see that. You know, we're used to having wallets in our phones, mm -hmm. right? But what we'll see is that these wallets will pop up in many more places. So the car is one example. You know, the digital assistance is another example. Um, in different applications, you know, we can also push these digital wallets. But where you spend most of your time, that's where your wallet is going to be. And who would you say will own the customer relationship in a future where financial services are embedded in the customer journeys of other industries? That's an interesting question. Um, who owns the customer? Uh, and, and for years, it has been the financial institution, right? Because the financial institution, think about payments, was the connection to the clients. And we've certainly enabled that with cards that are in the wallets of everybody and that now are in the phones of everybody. What we're seeing is that the, the barrier to become not a financial institution, but a payment institution is dramatically lowering because from a licensing perspective, it's become easier, mm -hmm. but also the technology is more and more socialized with banking as a service players. And the combination of those two means that other entities can become, you know, a payment institution and can have a direct connection to the client. Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit still under the surface today, okay. meaning that we do see um, a number of solutions popping up. Mm -hmm. But what I can tell you is that everybody's interested and everybody's talking about it and everybody's thinking about how can I play a role in this and is this something that I want to do? Yeah. What will... What my expectation is that we will be see more and more these, you know, large brands that we use every day and that we know play some part in embedded finance and some part in 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 payments, um, because it's become so much easier for them to issue a payment um, method without having a lot of regulation impacting them and also having a lot of cost impacting them. Think about it, you know, a couple of years ago, if you wanted a payment method, you needed to issue plastic. Right. And issuing plastic is by default a couple of euros, right? Mm -hmm. 
with a digital uh, card, that's gone. So you could scale much faster without having all of those costs, mm-hmm. still have the same security and not have all the regulation burden. That combination is very powerful. And, and I do see a big future for embedded finance. It's, it's sort of at the forefront of really scaling in my mind. All right. Um, very excited about it. I think we'll, we'll see a lot of that happening and MasterCard wants to be part of it for sure. Henri, what is your vision for MasterCard in Belgium in the next five years? This is an interesting question in the sense that it's, it's about where we as a company want to play in the next a couple of years. And we are converting more than 10 million cards from the Maestro brands to the debit MasterCard brand. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we do that is that Maestro was essentially designed for the physical age, like playing, playing at the shop. Mm-hmm. Debit MasterCard is designed for the digital age. So with that, we will allow 10 million, more than 10 million Belgians to have access to digital payments. And our key focus, honestly, for the next five to 10 years is to make digital payments, especially in e-commerce, both safe, mm-hmm. but also tremendously easy to use. Um, if you think about it, the way that you pay today with your credit cards or with your debit card online hasn't changed that much. Actually, it's become more complicated. With PSD2, there's more authentication required. Mm-hmm. So there's more friction, there's more barriers. And, and that is not our vision when it comes to digital payments. What we want is to make sure that the, the trajectory, the experience that you have paying online is extremely simple. And what we're planning to do in the next five years is to really embed our solution, which is called Click2Pay, mm-hmm. Uh, in the Belgian market. And what Click2Pay is going to do is going to allow you to not have to enter your credentials manually. It's going to be there in a wallet managed in the cloud. Mm -hmm. And it's going to assure that the required authentication, because that's regulation, required authentication is going to be extremely smooth Mm -hmm. uh, in a way that you're going to use what's on your phone, you know, either face recognition or fingerprints to authenticate we're going to get much closer to the one-click uh, checkout experience that we all love, but with additional security of the tokens and an extremely smooth authentication. That's my focus for the next 30, you know, 24 months, mm-hmm. but probably it's going to take us a bit more than that to really make it something that's embedded in everyday's life. Henri, what three words will you use to describe the Belgian fintech ecosystem? I think the first one is diverse, mm-hmm. like the the breadth of uh, startups and scale-ups that we're seeing is is really interesting because uh, we are working, for example, with MoneyTrans, and MoneyTrans is all about serving uh, migrant workers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are working with um, a fintech called Bonsai, and Bonsai is all about ESG. For every transaction that you make, eventually they're going to plant a tree, mm-hmm. right? And, and that combination, I think, is really interesting. Um, but we're also working with a fintech called RISE, and RISE is all about addressing youth and educating youth in uh, finance, essentially. So really giving them first exposure to a card, payments, and the management of a budget. So 
extremely diverse yeah. and and you know i could go on but there's so many different uh use cases that we're seeing which makes it super interesting mm-hmm. um the second one is i would say uh young so i'm not talking about the people in the fintechs although they often are young right. um but about the stage in which we are in belgium like there's a lot of uh startups uh there's a lot of people who really address a certain target and they're doing this with all their passion and effort um but if i compare it to other countries the ecosystem is still young in the sense that we uh we need to see a couple more of those fintechs mature we need to see a couple more of those fintechs really broaden their scale uh pivot if necessary and really go to the next level which would be a scale up and that's sort of the stage where we are we're still young we're getting into maturity um and and i'm excited about you know the next stage of the evolution of belgian fintechs for sure and the last one word i would use is mo- more of a wish than anything else mm-hmm. it is more more in the sense that i'd like to see more fintechs you know start i'd like to see more fintechs find brussels and belgium as their place to anchor themselves mm-hmm. in the center of Europe uh close to the the regulator close to European institutions and drive their business from here i think the environment is there um this is a, a country that's multilingual language uh this is a country that really sits in the center of Europe so i'd like to see more and more fintechs really find their home here and i think mastercard is there to support them with that and lastly amri what would you say is unique about belgian fintech Um I think it's the collaborative mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh I do see that you know the ecosystem is really feeding on each other, is really trying to help each other out, is trying to um reinforce this, you know, positive um circle of of benefits and 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 essentially pushing each other uh to to get better, uh to get more customers. uh to explain how they've been able to achieve certain milestones and i think that collaborative mindset is is really unique and is really um i think very particular to this belgian ecosystem and and i think it's a great thing to be honest thank you for this great moment and thank you for joining us again we hope you enjoyed it To discover more content on the latest trends in fintech and our ecosystem, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, and all mainstream podcast channels. All the information you need is available on fintechbelgium.be. I really hope to see you soon in Brussels at one of our events. Take care.